Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I have Jack, who is a military and army brat. So, Jack, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So, kind of start by telling me what it was like growing up as a military child. Um, you know, it was, um, it was, of course, very challenging. And, uh, you know, I had to leave a lot of friends, but I really... I'm grateful for growing up as a military child. I was able to experience so much that a lot of the population will never be able to, you know, be able to do. Of course, you know, the challenge is when, I, when you're, when you're moving, you're not really thinking of the new experiences, but and right. you're really just thinking of leaving. That's the hardest part, you know, moving, yeah. leaving friends. You just see that like negativity in the moment. It, yeah, you're not looking at, you know, the unique, like, new place you're moving to. You're just thinking about all your, all your old friends. Yeah, we kind of grew up together in a sense, too, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, yeah. You know, meeting so many new faces. Um, but, like, I remember the one day, um, the day we tried to leave, and it did not <laughs> go that well. Um, but, like... Because your sister was my best friend. Like, we we were mm-hmm. in the same classes. We uh, did Girl Scouts together. And, like, you know, I we drove away and I was just bawling my eyes out, you know, because it's hard. It's hard moving and leaving friends. But you're right. You don't necessarily look forward to, you know, the new experiences you're going to have, the new people you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, of course, it's, like, the first thing that comes to mind. But when you're, like, 10 years old and you're on your fourth move, you know, you're not exactly thrilled. Right. And you don't have that, you know, mental capacity to be able to say, Hey, you know, we're moving, but you know, here's the positives. You're like, Oh no, we're moving. I'm leaving my class. I'm leaving my friends, you know, my favorite teacher or, you know, a restaurant or something, you know, what you look back on and you're like, Oh, that was so, so stupid. So silly to be so upset over because I got, you know, this in return. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it in the end. It it seems like it. (laughs) Yeah. But then you look back and you're like, Oh, you know, I really liked this place that we were stationed at. Like I want to go back there or, you know, I maybe even want to move back there and, you know, settle my life there. I've had, the chance to talk to so many people and they're like we loved our time in oceanside california while it's not you know financially possible now because it's like million dollar houses there um like i would love to end back up in oceanside so like you get all of that in it exactly like no place is a solidified home i guess but you you see all these new places in which you kind of make make yourself at home yeah that that's the hardest question to answer is where's home because oh oh every time people think <laughs> i'm like like being really complicated about it, i'm like i really just don't know <laughs> yeah i you know growing up 
and even for me, it was only in three different places in, you know, Cleveland, San Antonio, and now like Cape Coral. But it's like, I don't, I can't pick a home from there. Like, exactly. Each place had a significant meaning to my life. And I go back to Ohio, it feels like home. I go back to Texas, it feels like home. You know, obviously here is home. So it's like, how do you, how do you even determine what home is for a military family? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I don't know. I guess home would just be, I mean, when you look back at all these places, all of them do feel home, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard. That's a hard question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess home would be like, I went to high school for all four years in South Carolina. So I guess that would be like the closest I had to like a full school experience in the area. But yeah, there's no like definitive, you know, like I look back at Virginia. I'd love to go back there. There's three places, like especially San Antonio. I'd love to end up in San Antonio again. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to be able to to have those connections to places mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't get that anywhere else. You are like, okay, well, where, you know, I can go on vacation here, but that's like, there's nothing to do besides the touristy things where you go back to these places that you spent time in. And it's like, oh, no, like, I know all of these restaurants. I know all of these places that I definitely want to go back to. Yeah. I mean, I- if I go to the Alamo again, I don't know. It's probably my 10th <laughs> time there. but <laughs> I know yeah, you can only go so many times. Oh, <laughs> every every visitor, we're going back at the Alamo. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you make, you make all the personal connections with these places, not like the touristy ones. So, yeah, it's a way different experience than just coming into town for like two or three months. It's, I mean, you living there is making these connections not with like not only the people but like the places the environments the like the cultures of the area yeah it's a a really great experience yeah I love you know like you said the culture because everywhere is so different you Mm -hmm. know and it's really a lot of people you know it would sound strange to them to say hey the United States has so many different cultures within you know even just a single state because you go to San Antonio and it's one kind of thing and then you go two hours to Houston and it's like okay this is totally different um but it's so cool to you know go and do all of that and after being here for like eight years and I went back to Ohio I was like oh my gosh like the culture here like it's so different like it's it, you end up missing the different cultures that you're in yeah for sure uh i also think you miss the weather a lot no matter <laughs> yeah. where you go when i was in texas i was cravings for some like winter weather and now that i have the winter weather i i hope i never experience it again so. <laughs> it'll be the every everywhere you go there's something there's no like perfect climate place to go mm-hmm. and that's the no. worst yeah I would yeah. say Texas probably had it the best, though. <laughs> yeah. San Antonio was great. It got pretty cold. Uh, you know, I remember those those bus stop walks at, like, <laughs> 7 a.m. being 30-something degrees. But, you know, bundled up. And then by noon, it was 
back in the 80s at least. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah, where, you know, it's October and it's still in the 80s and 90s here. And this is our first cold front. So, uh, yeah, we got down to 84 with a humidity of a ridiculous amount and it feels like 90. So <laughs> we're still oh my hot here. But yeah, yeah, so I miss the colder weather. I'm excited for, you mm -hmm. know, I'm traveling and I'm excited to get colder weather because... Like it's brutal in every place you go. It's like, okay, well, there, you know, I don't want to deal with snow every single day. So you got to take what you can, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Snow's fun for like the first month. It then. is. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. after you've built like three snowmen, it's like, all right, we're, we're good. <laughs> Been and it just keeps a few times. Yeah. yeah. Those blizzards are like brutal and. Oh. You know, I spent time in Ohio uh, over the winter and I shoveled a driveway for the first time, really, um, you know, as an adult, not as like a child with my little shovel, like <laughs> going around and it, it gets brutal. Like I couldn't imagine doing that every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's unrelenting for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of experiences do you think you may have? I guess, struggled with in the military life? I mean, moving for sure, but were there anything else? That's a good question. I, I was, other than that, I would say apart from the moving, I, I would say almost all of it was beneficial in yeah. some aspects. Um, you know, like meeting new people was always great. Um, like my dad's work friends were always like the best people. Like you, you made all these military connections that were like, I mean, I look back and now it's pretty, pretty crazy that I met all these like high ranking army officials. Yeah. Um, yeah. another difficulty. Well, do you have one by chance? I don't, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of blanking. No, here. I think my hardest thing was for sure moving. And then because I grew up in Cleveland where, you know, there's no military base around, I think that was like my other hardest thing is because yeah. all my friends didn't understand. Like when I come into class crying because, you know, my dad was getting ready to deploy, they're like, why are you crying? <laughs> you know, because it's not a norm. But then you go to places like San Antonio, where even like in a place where like, Cleveland or something, an injury would not be a norm. But you go to San Antonio and like so many people are going through that. And like, Looking back, I had so many friends who also had a parent who was injured. And so, like, having that military, like, culture around is so important. And then, especially moving here after dad retired, it's like, oh, you don't understand the military life? Like, I'm back in, you know, I feel secluded and isolated again. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Like, High school, I was off post, but you know, I, I there were still some people. But yeah, coming up to like college, that's when everyone started asking, you know, where are you from? And then I would yeah. try to explain it, and people, would, you know, it, I don't know if it went over their heads, or if it was just too confusing to. Yeah, to listen and to. going to college is a huge difference too, especially because of that. I mean, you said nobody everyone asks where home is and you're like, I don't have an answer. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you find people and it's like, Oh, like, like 
you uh, the one thing I found the most is in, uh, maturity levels. I was like so much mature than all of my okay. classmates. Um, but you know, you find things where it's like, oh, military children have thrived because of you know X Y Z, and you know, the civilian children are still. This is their first move for most of them, and some of them mm -hmm. haven't even moved before, and some people still live at home because they have that convenience. Um, but it's still, it's a whole new experience for them when we're just coming through and we're like, oh yeah, like we've moved before, like. We've lived away from home before. It's not a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that transition is is way easier, like, from this background, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm a quiet, typically, like, a quiet person. But, you know, it's just so much, I found it so much easier to, like, meet my people here. Just, you know, get accustomed to the daily schedule of living by myself. Right. Yeah, because we're... We've been through so many different schools and, you know, even though you went to high school for, you know, the four years at the same place, which is also rare, but, you know, you had <laughs> yeah. that, um, you know, a lot of people are not used to making friends outside of their circle. And no. so once you get your circle, it's like, okay, you know, this is my circle from kindergarten all the way through graduation. And so you don't break that. And then... Mm -hmm you know, you go to college and most times your circle does not follow you to college. <laughs> You're stuck finding another one and they don't know how to make friends. And it's hard to to put yourself out there to be able to try and make new friends. And, you know, I think that's where military kids have the upper hand. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's just such a unique experience. It's, it's a, like a rare form of conditioning for us. Like, yeah. Just all these moves. It's, you know, it's almost like commonplace to just go out and meet these new people. You know, it's, I wasn't really viewed as a difficulty when I came here. That wasn't what I was really too concerned about. Yeah. And, you know, we're so used to it. We, um, we're, we've become like pros at it. We can just, you yeah. know, in a room, in a crowded room where we know nobody, we can walk out of there knowing, you know, a good amount of people because mm -hmm. we are so used to just we're so used to being the new person. We're so used to somebody coming in being the new person and having to make them feel welcomed. And, you know, I remember there are times in Texas where, you know, a teacher would come up to me and say, hey, like so-and-so is new today, like sit with them at lunch or play with them at recess or, you know, whatever that might be, because, you know, you're just so used to having a new person come into your life. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I I forgot like military schools. You get a new kid like once every month, and oh, then yeah. you're always you're always reaching out to them. I mean, because you know, like you were probably in that position like last year, so you're just always trying to reach these new people. Yeah, you always know how it feels to be the new person. You know, most military kids are the new person at least once, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're just once, then that's <laughs> that's the story to tell. But, um, you know, you're always the new person somewhere. And, you know, whether that be in, you know, elementary school or college or in the workforce, like there's always going to be a new person. And so it really helped, the military life helped to kind of, give you that taste of okay like this 
the world is ever changing. There's always going to be a constant turnover and there's always going to be something new, something changing. Like I am bad with change. I hate change. Still as an adult, like I hate change. But, you know, the military life says, oh, nope, we're changing. Like you've got to go with it. you got to roll with it. It's, I mean, it's like I'm still upset with change a lot, but I wouldn't say I've grown accustomed to it, but um, it just, I, re- I just have to realize, you know, it's just kind of part of like what's happened. I, I did realize that so young, it's like at this point, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Not much to complain about. Yeah. You have to adapt to, you know, everything that comes your way of, you know, okay, you know, my mom or dad is going to be gone for a few weeks or a few months or, you know, and we've just got to roll with it. That's how it goes. Like we can't complain or I have to move again or, you know, my friend is moving because my, it might not be you moving it, but it might be your best friend moving, you know? That was, that was so much worse. So much, like a yeah. lot of the time. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you know, still having to go through everything and your friend is like, all right, well, you know, they're off to their next adventure and you're still on the same one. And it's like, oh, this, this, this really painful, you know? My parents would always tell me I could, you know, like use my phone to talk to them, but you know, at at 10 years old, I'm not exactly, you know, nurturing those connections. Right. (laughs) Yeah. As you grow older, you Mm. really understand the value of it. And I think this next generation of military kids will be a little different just because technology keeps like progressing and, you know, 10 year olds now use phones on a regular basis Mm -hmm. somehow. Um, I could not imagine being 10. I would begging for a phone at 10 and, you know, they're, it's one of those things where it's like, why does a 10 year old need a phone? Like I could hardly use Skype at their age. Right. I know they're, they're becoming so tech smart now. And I'm just like, okay, like show me how to do it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But I think technology is a huge impact on the military life. And it's Mm -hmm. really good to see for at least, you know, this next coming generation. Especially with deployments. I think it's, it's really good for that because you know, talking to my dad through like a, a laggy sp- like Skype call in like 2010 or whatever, you know, it was, it was like a five minute call. I'd seen him in like two weeks, but you know, nowadays I, hopefully they can, you know, contact them frequently. Yeah. I was talking to someone um, and she was like, oh yeah, my brother's deploying, but he'll have internet so he can still, you know, message us. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like times are so changing because I remember when my dad deployed and it really, it still depends on the area of the world where mm-hmm. you're being deployed to and, you know, your, uh, your specific MOS and, you know, there are still so many uh, characteristics that play into it. But, you know, I remember only getting letters. Like I got a letter, that was it. And my sister got a letter and my mom, you know, because nine-year-olds don't know how to use email, you know, <laughs> back then at least. They do now probably. But, you know, my mom was able to email and that was really it because, you know, Skype was just becoming a thing and, you know, all of technology was really starting to unfold then. But 
I mean, I still miss writing letters to people and, you know, I there's, think it's, it's a lost art form. art form. There's a novelty to it, really. Like there you is. get, you write the letter and then getting the letter back is like, it's, it's a lot of excitement. I mean, yeah. not anymore, but. Right. When I was young. <laughs> yeah. I remember, um, I'm not sure if all classes did it, but at least my class did. We did um, pen pals with USAA in Texas. And so we would, I think, once a month write a letter to our pen pal and then they would write us back. And that was just so fun, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to write to someone who, you know, you didn't know who they were, but it was still fun to, you know, tell you your story and they'd ask you questions and you'd ask them questions. And, you know, I, I miss pen pals and stuff, but you know, it is, it is fun. It is a lost um, thing that I think, you know, our generation, this coming generation would not appreciate as much. No. I mean, you can send everything through a text or a phone call. So exactly. Really? Yeah. There's no reason to, but (laughs) I mean, it's, it is what it is. And I think that's going to be our fun things when we're all, you know, grandparents sitting around with our, <laughs> our grandkids saying, oh, yeah. And we, you know, because we couldn't message our friends who lived on the other side of the country, we had to write them letters, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely fun things like that, that I think, uh, you know, our generation of military kids, we really thrived off of. And I think it's mm-hmm. really cool to see. Yeah. My dad like sent pictures, like like little photographs. Oh, that's you know? fun. Yeah, now it's probably just like in an email attachment. Or... Yeah, <laughs> it's so strange to think about that, but I'm so interested to see how you know it comes and it unfolds, and you know the the way these kids grow up because mm-hmm. you know we grew up one certain way because that was all we had available and that was all we knew, um, and you know, these next generation of kids are going to grow up a different way. And even generations before us grew up a different way, you know? So you can look at it in each aspect and it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask you, and this tends to be the hardest question, but what piece of advice would you give to another military child? Hmm. That's a really good question. Sum it up. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, advice? Um, I, yeah, I guess suck it up would kind of, you know, it would be it would be a silver lining, um, but yeah. it would definitely just be, you know, I guess it would kind of be what my parents told me, which I just never, you know, I wasn't able to fully comprehend at that age. But, you know, it's like these moves, uh, you're going to look back on them. You're not going to, look regretfully or like woefully on these moves you're going to move to this new place you're going to experience things like that you've never thought you would experience you're going to meet people that you you know you liked just as much as the last people and just how life goes you know like there's a lot of benefits to moving yeah you really have to just you know we were always it was the saying in our house of suck it up buttercup like you gotta keep going like there's no there's no end to life you've just gotta keep going and if it gets hard then you know fight even harder because there's no end if you just keep pushing through like you're gonna meet your people you're gonna you're gonna integrate into this new area within the first month you're there i'd say 
Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, it won't feel like home until, you know, you're done with that school year or it often doesn't feel like home until you're told you have to leave, but that's, (laughs) that's one of the biggest downsides, but it's, I think they're like, I guess I would just say there's way more benefits to this move than you imagine at this current moment in time. Right. And I think it's so important to, to really understand that and really kind of be in the moment of each place you're at, because once you leave, you're going to miss it. And, you know, you spent all that time there missing the last place. And, (laughs) you know, that's how I did it at least. But it's, you know, you really got to cherish the time you have there because it's going to be gone soon. And it's that never ending cycle of, all right, well, you know, it's time to move again. It's time to exactly. start start over. And there are people who move, you know, every single year of their life. And I could not imagine doing that. Um, but the reward of moving, like you said, is so incredible. And the people you get to meet, the places you get to go, the things you get to do, it's it's really incredible. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing, you know, your your experiences as a military child. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E, at goamcl.org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.